I'm Sabine from Tao Wisdom, your podcast for self-care and healing. I'm sharing with you insights from different healing modalities that help you to stay physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy so that you can thrive and live your fullest potential. Now, let's sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to 2022. Wow, <laughs> the time is passing by so fast, so fast um, at the moment. If you haven't seen it yet, I published my energy forecast for 2022 on my website, taoism.net. If you subscribe to my energy forecast in the January edition, the edition that's out right now, there's also a guided meditation to feel the energy of 2022 and also to align to the energy of 2022. But now let's get into this episode. And this episode is about your most important relationship in this life and guess what <laughs> the most important relationship in this life is to you to yourself and once you discover yourself and all the depths of how you relate to your own soul how you relate to yourself what everything in your life around you means. I can promise Netflix is going to be very, very boring because there's just so much, so much to discover about yourself, about what your dreams means, about what your messages are telling you, about um, what your values are, about who you are, about your mission here on this planet, about um, the people that are in your life, your soul contracts, your soul family, um, what they have to do with you, what they are teaching you, what your soul came here to learn and to grow and um, everything <laughs> that is so amazing about the relationship to yourself and the only thing you have to do is to open to open your heart up to yourself and to go that route to discovering yourself and from my own experience that route of discovering yourself is endless it really is endless and there's so many steps that you're taking in life and so many connections you're making later on where things become clear why, why they are here and why you experience them and you're shedding even when you're healing because when you connect to yourself you start healing you start deep profound soul healing and even within that healing, there is layers and layers and layers of things you can heal and you can shed and how to, um, of depth that you can go into. And 
we often just look, we are so focused on the relationships we have on the outside and we are so focused on getting what we are looking for, you know, getting recognition, getting love, getting appreciating, feeling whole from the relationships on the outside. While it's all within, it's all within and we can only really get it within and once you change your relationship to yourself, you start scouring it, the relationships on your outside are changing. And let's start, let's discover a couple of different uh, ways, a couple of different avenues, how you can go into really exploring the relationship to yourself. And the first avenue is around your values and your beliefs and what you really, what your soul, what your heart really calls you to do. And there's a lot of people that can help you, a lot of different ways that can help you on the way. And I, um, I wanted to share with you my story of me connecting with my soul a little bit, especially around the story of my professional life. So you can see how life always evolves and how we learn puzzle piece by puzzle piece. So when I was 16, I was in high school and in Germany, you major in high school in a certain subject and that usually leads into what you might want to study. So you either major in math or German, but then you also take another subject like history, like another language, like English or French or like science, like chemistry. And then you spend just much more time with that subject. And I majored in biology having this, um, I guess, always this interest in how the human body works. And at a time I was thinking, okay, what am I going to study in the field of biology? And I had, I guess, um, I had maybe, I was leaning maybe towards medicine, but I had this deep, profound <laughs> aversion to Western medicine and especially to places, to hospitals, to places where um, people are treated with Western medicine. And it took, my God, I'm now uh, almost next year, I'm turning for, no, this year, 2022, <laughs> I am turning 40, my God. So it took me so many years to actually realize why I had an aversion to hospitals. And that is because I am super sensitive to energy and I uh, now, I really very consciously uh, try to not pass hospitals <laughs> so closely um, because I feel the energy is so, so heavy in these places. And for that matter, also, for instance, uh, in graveyards. So I highly recommend you do not live close to a graveyard or to a hospital. Energy is so heavy. And it is so funny, like when I was thinking in the past about having my own acupuncture practice, I was always envisioning, oh, like an amazing dream would be to have a practice one day in the center of Amsterdam. It's so beautiful of the canals. But now that I can feel more energy, I'm like, oh my God, no, <laughs> no way. I'm going to have a place of healing in the center of Amsterdam where the energy is so, so heavy and just so not supportive of healing so no now 
they can perceive this better, I, of course, would well, have a practice more in a place that is closer to nature, more outside of a big city, because I want a space that is really also from the outside energy, very supportive of healing. And just very much lighter for uh, the people coming in that I'm treating, so that they're not just supported by um, the interaction with themselves, the interaction with me and with the medicine, but also by the interaction with the energy of the place. So that is, that comes back to my aversion at that time when I was really young to uh, becoming a Western medicine practitioner. So I didn't study anything, anything related to biology, and I studied media management which is also <laughs> in retrospective so interesting because now I do spend a lot of my awareness at uh, the influence of the media and um, being conscious of how much media I allow into my life. Um, but at a time, anyway, the study was very creative. We did websites, a lot of creative things, so it was fun. And I learned a lot from it. And then I went on and I worked... Um, for an American market research company and I was organizing conferences. I was then going on to analyze data, which again, very interesting from my standpoint now. And then I was um, changing to uh, become a researcher to write research. And I love, I love writing. But the topics I was writing about, um, I was writing about e-commerce and financial services and I totally had no affinity, no passion for these topics. And I just felt something was really wrong. And that really started, that was my first sort of a little light awakening to starting my search to hmm, what then feels right for me. And at that time I took a career coach and career coaches, um, similar to life coaches, I think they are great, they are great tool to make you much more aware of your values, your priorities in life, your passions of who you are, because they're working with a lot of tools that help you to discover yourself. And especially if you're in the business world, the step towards a more spiritual living, towards really living from your soul, with soul awareness, it's quite, it's quite a step. I find, especially also if you if you are not religious, if you've never entertained any spiritual practice, I think a very good starting point is someone life like a life coach, because they do bridge a little bit that sort of very um, brain centered being that uh, is in the business world with the more living out of your heart, living out of your soul being that you find in the spiritual world. So from that coaching, and I had a lovely coach, very spiritual person as well. So I'm so grateful for um, having encountered her and we are still friends, still in touch. So from that coaching came out that I moved into learning and development, still in the business world. And there I actually realized I love teaching. I, I mean, I love also now what I'm doing. I love, I love, love teaching. And actually, as a fact, one of my, in primary school, elementary school, I think one of my teachers was telling me, you know, you're going to be a great teacher one day. And I was like thinking, hell no, and standing in front of a classroom with kids, no, <laughs> I don't see that. 
luckily I do feel really now I, I really love teaching but the thing was uh, when I was in that world I was in the business world I was teaching about uh, corporate topics about I was teaching about HR topics and just very again I didn't have passion for the topics it just felt so wrong I really felt like I'm wasting my time here like it, there's something wrong here and then I got pregnant anyway and then I was like okay this is a perfect opportunity I want to spend some time with my child with my newborn I'm not returning to this business job and from there I discovered or actually Chinese medicine found me <laughs> um, and then I started to study Chinese medicine um, through Duin, through Shiatsu and now through acupuncture and I connected actually back with that young self of me when I was 16 that was studying biology or choosing biology as a major that had uh, kind of a really a curiosity about um, healing and since then I discovered also that there is a great affinity to healing for me because I've been in a previous life a healer so it's um, it's just an affinity I have but then from there on I discovered further and now I really combine because in the healing world what never quite said right with me was the power that doctors have over the patient because I personally really believe that as a healer as a doctor you are just uh, accompanying someone on their journey the healing is fundamentally done by the patient and you are simply helping the body to remember to remember that state of balance but the state of balance is innate wisdom that is in everybody so you are don't you don't have any position of power I feel as a healer you have a position of um, almost like not even like a guide but almost like a friend who takes the hand and who walks along the steps but the healing is done by the patient and there is so many different factors that contribute to that healing and how that healing will look like and where it will go so I uh, now I really do what I love because now I started to teach about healing I really realized that I do love healing but I really love teaching and I really love teaching people how they can take their power back and become a very active part in their healing process not necessarily meaning they heal themselves just it of course is possible through so many things and soul work is deep profound healing but whenever they engage in any healing method and may it be like an alternative healing method like chiropractic or may it be a very western treatment like radiotherapy for a cancer that people take active part in this healing and that they understand what this disease and what the healing process has to do with their soul growth with um their past life with their dreams with their messages with everything they came here for so I now do what I love I combine what I love but you see in my life there have been so many different angles of really finding myself that is within all of our life you know the connection to ourself is not just like one you know <laughs> it's like one big aha it's like little things little things how we discover this ourselves and how we um, go deeper within ourselves and 
I had a huge, while I was always trying, you know, in the past I was trying to find my way. Now, yeah, I really think in 2020 was a huge, huge awakening for me in terms of connecting to my own soul. And now I feel I'm in a place where, yes, maybe I'm not going to do the same in 10 years, but then it's not anymore because I am searching. I'm not searching anymore. I already found my soul. It is because I'm listening to my messages now. And my messages might take me down a different path in one year, two years, I don't know, in 10 years. It might just show me different gifts that I'm having because once we discover ourselves, we really um, discover and really live our gifts and different gifts come out at different lifetimes, uh, different moments in life because we are ready for them and we can incorporate them. Like as I said with feeling energy for me, I, I didn't have that perception um, in that way as I'm having now um, 10 years ago or five years ago. You know, but now it is, I can feel energy so easily, so clearly that from that, with that um, gift, I can do a lot of different things and I can make decisions like where I'm having my practice from very different standpoints. So this is <laughs> this is kind of as I'm saying, like starting at your values, what is important to you, because that's some of the work I did with the life coaching or career coaching. I had I really looked at who am I, you know, what was always driving me, like my love for teaching, my love for writing, my love for discovering topics very deeply and <laughs> sort of understanding things and bringing that understanding to others. So that is something you can really do while looking more deeply at your values and then there is as I said um, I really had an aha moment <laughs> kind of where I connected to my soul and that was in the US because I was so much connecting to nature I was spending a tremendous amount of time in nature and I learned since then also that I had a previous life in the Pacific Northwest where I was um, quite advanced in my uh, spiritual being, in my uh, knowing of my soul. So that that remembering, that sort of knowledge came back to me through the nature there, through me going again to the Pacific Northwest like in another lifetime, in this in this current lifetime and just um, getting remembering again and in your life you might come through different learnings and sometimes these are very for some people these are very hard moments you know these are moments of maybe they're breaking up in a marriage or someone they really love dies or something else happens or they lose a job and are really faced with uncertainty and hardship where they out of a sudden come into this awakening, awakening moment to themselves, to their soul. And from there on, <laughs> I can assure you, nothing is the same anymore. Nothing is the same. Because from there on, you start to question a lot of things in your life and you start to discover so many things. You go deeper and deeper and deeper and you pay more attention. You pay more attention, firstly, to your messages also. So your messages is another great way of how you connect deeper with yourself. 
um, listening to your messages, as I said, I have another podcast out, How the Soul Speaks, and that um, soul communication it's called. And that podcast talks really in depth about how our soul communicates with us through all various different routes, like dreams, like seeing numbers, like synchronicity, etc. So that is how you discover more, uh, really, how your soul speaks, how your soul speaks to you and what it wants to tell you. Another way, of course, are by reflecting upon the relationships we have to others and why are certain people in our life at certain times. And I can assure you that whatever relationships and interactions of others bring up within us, it always is a reflection to a reflection back to us. It has very little to do with them, but everything to do with us. And we always have to ask ourselves, okay, now I'm triggered by what somebody else said or by this situation. What does that have to do with me? And it doesn't always have to mean that... Um, it is your fault in a way, you know, uh, if you, for instance, especially if you think about abusive relationships and you think about what the abuser has to do with the person who is being abused, sometimes, sometimes it is, and this is not about abusive relationships, this is about in anything, is that somebody mirrors us a part of ourself and it's about us recognizing that this is a part of myself that I I am not recognizing, I am not accepting maybe, I'm trying to push away. But within abusive relationships, um, it might not be a mirroring, it might be more an invitation for you to really, really step into your power and simply leave that relationship. So it might have might have nothing to do with mirroring, might have nothing to do with parts of yourself. It might have only to do with really stepping into your strength and really, yes, just leaving, leaving that relationship. Um, stepping away from holding yourself as in higher regards, you know, like really um, for your own sake, you know, stepping away. So that's, yeah, <laughs> um, that's not sense. But whoever, like, look at everybody who is in your life and every interaction you have, especially when they trigger you, your children, your spouses, your beloved family members, <laughs> your friends. What is it here? What is it here? What, what is the learning here? And you can always, if you don't want to talk to that person, um, it, or if there's no way that you can really talk openly to that person about it anyway it's about you going inward and reflecting on yourself but you could always connect to the soul to the higher self of that person within a meditation you know there's always like we don't have to communicate verbally the more we step into um, our higher vibration higher frequency the more we realize that we can communicate telepathically and we can communicate via our dreams, we can communicate by just thinking of the person, we can communicate really with the soul, with the higher self of someone in meditations 
And we can therefore ask a lot of the questions. For instance, you can ask, you can invite the higher self of someone within a meditation. And you can ask the question, uh, why are you in my life right now? What I am to learn from you? Do we have a soul contract? You know, have we met in a previous life? You can ask all these questions and you can really look at the people also. Is this a soul contract or is this a soul family? Which is very different. <laughs> because with soul family, you will really feel... Soul family is not necessarily always in your life, but it is people you really feel such a deep, deep connection to. Such a deep, as if you know them, you know, as if you know them all your life. And such a deep love. And even if you part that relationship, and that not necessarily has to be like a romantic love, you know, it can be just a profound, deep love. But even if you, um, if the people are not in your life anymore, because they might also just come into your life for a certain time, you will still feel most likely a strong just love for that person and a gratitude for whatever that person has taught you in this life. So this is like soul family. Soul family is always, always of us, always um, helping us to evolve in this lifetime. Now, soul contracts is different from soul contracts. We learn a lot of things, you know, but we're not necessarily, when these people um, step out of our life, we are not necessarily in any way connected to them anymore. We move on from the learning and we might not at all have this feeling of a deep connection of knowing. This is just interactions we have with all the people and with whatever they are mirroring us and showing us. And the same is, as I said, for illnesses, diseases, imbalances, always, always showing us something about our life and something where we have to dig deeper into the relationship of ourselves and um, looking at what is working in your life and what is not working in your life and where, where do you need to make changes in your life. And then, of course, we're coming also to uh, your dreams, um, your past lives. There is just so 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 much you can discover within the relationship of yourself what what are your dreams telling you what does it even tell you if you don't have dreams if you don't remember them what does that mean and um when you discover your past lives um, or when you want to go down that route of uh, discovering your past lives and what they have to do with your current life and especially with situation where you are triggered or where you have difficulties, for instance, let's say difficulties around money, you know, and what this might have to do with a past life. Maybe you have lived in a past life in a situation where money was very um, hard to come by or, or something, you know. Yes, you can always ask yourself whatever you are facing, whatever growth opportunity or challenge <laughs> you're facing, what does this have to do with the current time and of the past time? And there's so many, there's so many meditations out there. There's, of course, you can always um, create your own. You know, if you have a create a fantasy um, or image, I know it's a fantasy. That's not the right word. Create imagination. You can always, you know, make your own meditation. But there's also so many things you can found 
on uh, the internet these days. It's just amazing, amazing, amazing the knowledge we have now about um, our soul and our soul growth and the relationship to ourselves and so many books, so, so many books and always look at what resonates with you. Always go back to your emotions and remember your soul, yourself, speaks through your emotions. So always, always feel into what are you feeling about someone, about something, about a situation, about something you're reading, about a book, um, about a video that you're watching. What does this make you feel? Because it's a great indicator of um, if this is beneficial to you or if it's not beneficial to you, if it's right for you at this time or not right for you at this time. And um, if this person is, yeah, um, how do you say that? If um, if you can let go of the relationship to a person, or if there's still something you can learn from this, and you can take for your own growth. So listen, listen to your emotions they tell you so much about yourself and then also just um, share please share in your comments you can I always publish my podcasts on uh, my social media and you can subscribe to it of course at Tower Wisdom on Facebook Tower Wisdom Healing on Instagram you can leave some comments how how you how are you connecting to yourself did you have an aha moment in your life where you really started to feel your soul to live really from your soul and what was that moment and how are you now living as a soul being going forward and how are you continue to connect to yourself and really nourish that relationship to yourself and also heal that relationship and part of that healing is also that inner child I always love and a lot of my meditations my guided meditations that I have for my energy forecasts but also um, for the online courses I, I am developing <laughs> still lots of work but um, they they incorporate the inner child because it is such a I feel such a beautiful concept to connect to that inner child and to heal the inner child and to really give it attention um, and listen to what it wants to say because it can lead you to uh, so much um, that has happened maybe in your childhood, maybe um, in your relationships, maybe in your past lives that just come to surface and that want to be acknowledged and heard and that are part of that relationship. And I can assure you that your life will never be boring anymore <laughs> once you start discovering yourself and start turning off Netflix or <laughs> just turning it on for very intentional when you really want to just yeah have some fun holiday movie or something but um, for the rest you discover yourself so exactly leave me your comments um, tell me how how you experienced that journey and it was lovely <laughs> to have you as listeners as usual and see you again next time. Bye.
If you would like to learn more, check out my services, my blog, and other podcast episodes on my website, taowisdom.info. Thanks for listening.